Welcome back to the diner. It's 88.9. I'm your host. I'm your waitress, Candy. I'm smoking through my tracheotomy all night long. I'm going to be walking you through the menu tonight. We got meatloaf. We got meat pie, chicken pie, chicken meat. We got loafers. And we got my special guest tonight coming in, joining the diner. Welcome aboard. Who are you? <laughs> Flapjack Frank. It's me, Flapjack Frank. Candy, it's good to see you. I'm just doing the same Flapjack, voice. Bring, let me warm your cup up, hon. Bring it over here. Warm it up for me. Oh, can I, can I ash in your tray? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stuck. Oh. Is that, that is that what, is it called a tracheotomy or is that oh, the surgery that you uh, performed? <laughs> I, I think the tracheotomy is what we're thinking of from Red Eye with, with Killian Murphy. I yeah I. Yeah. Oh, nice deep cut. Yeah, yeah, deep. You ash in my coffee. Sure, let's go with said? that. Oh, that's good. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the di- no. We're not in the diner. We're at Bar to Death. Thank God it's not the diner. Oh, <laughs> just man. Smoke everywhere. Oh. Ah, is BLT there anything is better, though, than just like a good diner run? Ooh, I love it. The one in Goodfellas is like the, the, oh, right. the epitome of the, 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 the diner. <laughs> we used to go to this place in college called 59 Diner, and every time we walked in, I'd say, Diner? I barely know her. Okay. <laughs> it's a dumb thing. And just like a meatloaf hit you in the head <laughs> from the kitchen. I'm being ushered out, single. Oh. I actually remember we went there after your EP release show. No uh, way. 2012-ish. Um, you, 11. me, Andrew, yeah. Sally, your brother, Carson, and your mom. And I'm just whipping out like the B-level humor. Mom's <laughs> eating it up, and you were so yeah. pissed. Dude, you're, my mom eats up your humor. <laughs> she just... She clearly she, doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> you, you were just like, can I get another banana Oreo milk? <laughs> I do love a good banana Oreo. I know what you are. Oh, man, that's funny. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Part of Death. Part of Death is a weekly storyteller's podcast. Colin and I bring you stories from our lives, and we are increasingly working to get other people on board. Be on the lookout in your feed for the occasional Thursday Mm. Uh, micro story we've got a couple guest podcast storytellers coming your way in various forms from text messages to emails to their very own voices and we're going to be um actually i won't i won't spoil anything but we got some surprises headed mm-hmm. your way some new things in store for the pod everything um, everything's staying the same for mondays yeah um, we're gonna we're gonna keep the good stories coming if you have a story of your own please share it with us so we can get you um get your story heard connect at bar to death.com hit us up on social media get in touch with us send us your stories yeah we got some new some new ideas on the, the thursday micro stories so be on the lookout but tonight we got our very own og bard uh, colonial foot soldier, a.k.a. Colin Bear, uh, guiding us through the dark cave. He's got his torch lit. I can see it now. Um, he's got his machete hacking down cobwebs. Colin, are you ready to guide us down bard, barddom? I do. Yes, I do. I do. I am. Yes, I am. You're, I have this. Bard- now that I'm looking at myself in Skype, I have this ridiculous... It's just a, black, it's just a plain black hat, but for some reason, I just... 
It's like Ron Howard directing tonight's story. I'm just ready, I, ready to roll. I like it. I actually need, I need like an AV guy to do some wiring in my basement. So I think I look like the airport no runway guy with the, with the, <laughs> especially with these headphones on. That's what I look like. The hat and the headphone, the earmuffs. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Colin, take it away. I was born ready. Friends, uh, tonight, um, I, here's the story. Um, I, it's like first winter break in college, I believe. I'm trying to remember exactly when this was. I believe it's my first winter break back in college. Um, semester ends. Everyone's like leaving our campus. They're like packing up, um, essentially moving out for like a month. We're going to come back. So finals are done. So we're all packing up. I start loading up gear for my dorm room into my 2003, the 03 FT, the 03 Ford oh. Taurus, which Ryan, Ryan knows well. Legend. <laughs> Ryan does not know the story, uh, despite popular belief. Ryan and I did not go to college together. Um, so I'm packing up. I got, I got my Ford Taurus just packed to the brim, like way too much stuff for the winter break, right? Hubcap wobbling. <laughs> Hubcap wobbling. Um, I've got like my TV. I remember like bringing my t- my giant, just like I say giant, but it was like a 20, 20 inch TV, but it was like one of the big, like big back TVs, like a cathode oh, ray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like hauling that thing home. Cause I feel like I need it for the four week winter break. Um, and <clears throat> pull into my neighborhood, you know, head, yeah, went to college in Houston um, lived like an hour from there, not far. And, um, but I hadn't been home in a long time. Like I, I, I like kind of kept my distance from home for a bit, which was good. It was healthy. Um, this actually might be like my, my first or second year going back. I'm not sure. Um, pull into my neighborhood and I just like felt like I was just like, I don't know. It was like kind of like, a, this is like a seminal, I guess, like kind of homecoming story for me. Like it just felt different. You know, it was like mm. one of the first times in my life where, home felt different, looked different. Like I remember like pull, pulling in and like seeing Christmas decorations. Right. And I like, I feel like the last time I was there was, um, I don't even remember if I did Thanksgiving there or, um, if it had been the summer, but it had been a while. And like the gutters have these like glistening lights on them. Our, we had this like rocking chair on our front porch. It's replaced by this like nutcracker gnome that my mom Mm. always put out, you know, it just like has that kind of familiar, but still kind of different thing. Our front, we have like a, our front door is red and, um, it was, it had like my mom's like green, wreath on it um you know so it's like that was always like the you know like christmas is here is like when she put the wreath out sure um and these are like decorations i used to help put up right and um they're just like they just have like magically appeared without me you know it's like her and my younger brother did it uh, yeah as opposed to me and her and my younger brother and then a year before that before ken left me ken and my younger brother and her so all this to say it had maybe been like three or four months, like semester, but it somehow felt like way longer, right? Um, it like somehow felt like four years and four days at the same time. To quote uh, Drake, nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. That's right. It was like totally different. <clears throat> so I'm like power walking into the house. Um, Why power walking? <laughs> 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 Just 
So I'm jazzercising through the front door. I've got ankle weights on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. No, I'm like, I'm just like excited. I'm like excited to get sure. in, you know, excited to get home. I've got like, I just like, you know, ready to hug my mom and like great. S- see my brothers. And I think like everybody was back at this point. I just have like bags of like dirty clothes that I'm just going to like haul up to my old room and then try and eventually convince my mom to wash them for me. Your roommate. Um, Made you do his laundry again? <laughs> <laughs> what? That never happened. The three times it happened. And not so much starch this time. <laughs> why, why, He's what? from Jersey. What? He's at the diner with, que- meat, with candy or whatever her name is. I have questions about this bit. Why am I doing my roommate's laundry? Come on. I don't get it. Come on. I, I like it. It's a funny bit. I just like, he's bullying me is the bit. <laughs> I have questions about this bit. Is it? No, I'm serious. Is it because he's bullying me? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I just thought it'd be funny if your roommate was like abusive, I guess. <laughs> Not so much starch this time. I, I see where you're going with the And write my accent. history paper. And make sure you incorporate marginalized voices. Oh my God. Because the imperial neo-colonial great white man has been in charge of narrative history for too long. He's like super woke. Yeah, and, and like, I'm Whoa. like, I'm like Johnny, if you Damn. just if you just applied yourself, and he's like, apply this, and he punches me in the arm. <laughs> you, <laughs> apply some actually, ice to this. He, he's, he's actually just, got some good ideas. He's actually got. I actually would vote for him for president. Um, I invested Series A funding. <laughs> Sorry. Massive derail. No, I loved it. I love that derail. I needed to hear more about it. It just sounded like a good screenplay. So I'm like walking towards my house. I got all this crap that I don't need. And, you know, it's like you pull your keys out. It's like your old house keys you haven't used in a while. You slide. They don't work. Change the lock on you. (laughs) (laughs) Your parents. You are going full out with the bits. I love it. (laughs) Sorry. It's so funny. Don't apologize for that. You're Mom, like you Mom, brought home, you brought you brought home like your freshman year girlfriend. You're trying to open the door. Ah, oh, jokes it. on you! I didn't have a freshman year girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> They've moved. Yeah, your roommate wouldn't let you. <laughs> it's a reverse Home Alone. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> reverse golly. Home Alone. That's so funny. So. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm just, just let me tell the story, right? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Those are good bits. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, you pull your keys out, push the door open, you know, kind of like kind of throw your shoulder into it. I know just how to do it. And as I do, a bird comes out of this wreath, <laughs> which is centimeters away from my face. And. <laughs> flies directly into my face, nose, and mouth region. The good news is that my tongue instinctively Ugh. prevented the bird from fully entering into my mouth. The bad news, of course, is that my tongue instinctively prevented the bird from fully entering into my mouth. Why um, is that the bad news? <laughs> because I, like, tasted this bird. Like, my tongue made contact with this bird. I kid you not. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it was, it was, I was trying to do a little bit. You got a, you I got like, a little feather? I got, like, a little feather action. Oh. It's, it seriously went from my mouth. And had I not done anything, it would have just went straight down my throat. I'm not it even It thought, kidding. it was like a baby bird, mama bird, so you <laughs> thought you were going to, like, feed it. <laughs> I, I have no idea oh, <laughs> what to do with that bit. Oh, God. It's the first time a bird has ever flown into my mouth. and You just got bird slapped. <laughs> you just got patty slapped. <laughs> and this thing 
rather than so it like bounces off my face proving newton's third law of <laughs> motion um and rather than like flying out into the night it goes back for the wreath it's home <laughs> <laughs> and when it but because i'd already opened the door oh, it no. like kind of hit it kind of hits the wreath and i'm like oh no and i like shake the wreath instinctively and this thing just flies straight into the house oh god I didn't see that come. I thought the story was... Oh, no. Bird in the house. Bird in the house, man. Bird flu. Like, that's a thing. Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> I'm, uh, like, this thing flies in the house, and it's like, I've. has that ever happened to you? Let me just pause and ask. Is that... It was so unnerving and ab- abrupt and, uh, and intrusive. No, I've I've never had this close of an encounter with a bird. I've, like... We had these big glass windows close, in my old house. Close, encount- we- close Encounters of the Bird kind. <laughs> Come on. That's actually pretty good. That's the title that, of the episode. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> um, you have these windows, find, yeah. And we'd find like dead birds a lot because they would like fly into it. Oh, something gosh. Kind of, something kind of beautiful about that, flying <laughs> into like oblivion or something. Is it? Um, but I've got, I've, I have to fly to Mexico next week and I just <laughs> God going like, oh yeah, is it so beautiful to I fly into oblivion? I literally just watched Hereditary and it's the most horrifying thing oh, to see that in a horror movie. For the love of the game. <laughs> um, no, I, actually yesterday I was walking to work and a little, I'm just like in my vibe. Got my, I walked like 40 minutes to work and this little yap dog just like came out of, I swear it came out of the bushes. And I imagine it's a little bit what you felt like. It's just total... Yeah. spike on the heart monitor it take takes six months off your life yeah um, and when you're but, when you're coming home you know and you haven't seen anybody and it's christmas and you're excited and then it was so it was so not what i was expecting yeah at least the yappy dog didn't run in my house so now you've got sure. a problem yeah and i mean you know what our house is like right i mean this it's a very open concept downstairs and like huge ceilings, just like uh cathedral cathedral style ceiling. I mean, this, this thing just, you can't reach the top of it. I mean, it's how many, what, 30, 40 feet. I don't know. Oh, huge. Um, our house is not huge, but like the ceiling is, I mean, it just kind of go. And then like the, the upstairs with, you know, basically the cathedral, it's half a cathedral. Cause where the other half of the cathedrals is the upstairs room bedrooms yeah. that like kind of slant down. Um, so all this to say this, this little guy flies in and I drop everything, phone breaks. Uh, I just remember the like cover of my flip phone just popping right off. Just that thing's oh, gone. Man. Batteries, <laughs> battery slides out. <laughs> These things are indestructible. Um, <laughs> just in four pieces on the ground. I'm terrified. Everyone inside, because they've all been waiting, is terrified. It, you know, we're my brothers are losing it. And what do you mean you're losing it? Laughing? La- yeah, they're laughing at this. Natural, and I'm like, that thing just bros. flew into my mouth. You know, I'm like You're purelling <laughs> your tongue. Yeah, it's it's horrible. And <laughs> they're losing it. And um so what I thought was going to be like first night of winter break, some cocoa hanging by the fire, catching up with the family is now my brothers and I rummaging through our garage looking for paintball masks, looking for (laughs) 
just any sort of gear, old fishing nets, anything we can use. Like I think I had like hockey pads on. We just are like murdered out with gear. Like I, yeah. think, I think Carson actually might have had like a hockey stick. Like what is that going to do? When <laughs> you, you checked the the fridge in the garage. For, <laughs> I, think for I, I think my at one point like my mom had, my mom had like a strainer. I'm like that's not gonna. The ceilings are so high. So yeah, we've been in the garage for so long. And my mom comes out and she's like, everything okay out here? Are you guys going to like get this freaking bird out of here? And um, I think he was like, <laughs> I actually, yes, we had, we had found a broom. So you flip it upside down. So we're getting like maximum stick usage. Sure. And on the, on the handle end, so not the, like the straw end, but on the handle end, we have duct tape, like a fishing net to it to give us Naturally. some, like, some reach. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just like we're it's like a the go, like yeah like the goonies we're just like it meets trying to, three ninjas <laughs> yes, meets home alone exactly it was awesome and um for the next two hours we were trying to catch this oh thing my gosh it was so hard dude <laughs> where it, is I it flying around is it stationary oh it's it's full motion oh, so mobile i mean so it goes in the house you know the anatomy of my house. I mean, it's like there's essentially it's really simple. There's an upstairs and a downstairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've got the blueprint here. I'm, I'm a little disoriented. I got to turn around. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's how. Yeah. What I'm saying is, there's no basement. There's no third <laughs> level. There's no yeah terrarium. I don't know. The um, gazebo would have been a nice place <laughs> to isolate him. No, but it's like you walk in, super open concept, stairway in the middle of the house, leading upstairs, and there's four doors upstairs. There's bed, my bedroom, Carson's bedroom, Ken's bedroom, bathroom, communal bathroom. Yeah. Um, gotta love that. Three brothers in a communal bathroom. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of city miles. <laughs> bring the Drano. Bring the Drano. Um, so I think it, so it goes upstairs. It, it kind of goes into like the ceiling area where we can see it. And then it just like zips into one of the bedrooms. Doors open. Just <laughs> flies right. In. So now it's not just like we have to. So now it's the game is you got to, you got to, you got to close it off, right? You yeah. Close isolate off it. You got to isolate it. And you can only isolate it to the, so yeah, the, a good idea would have been to run up and shut the door to that room. Yeah, we run sequester. Up, we run up and open it because we're like, get out of that room. We're gonna <laughs> that's catch my you. room. We're gonna it's listening you. to your records. <laughs> that's that's a vintage original <laughs> pressing. Oh my gosh! He's got his beak all over like a white album. OG. <laughs> that's gonna scratch. <laughs> He's using his beak to play it. He's a songbird instead of the needle. <laughs> He's, He's a songbird. <laughs> Come on, give me that He's one. He's a songbird. Oh man. <laughs> Um, so, you, so you open, you're like safety valve. We're going to get it out. Yeah. So we're like, let's isolate it to the main area of the house, which is literally living room, foyer, dining room, kitchen. It's all one thing. And instead of just keeping it in the upstairs room, we pull, we, you know, we air it out to the bigger part because we think we have a better chance of catching it there for some reason. Anyway, it's all hands on deck. We're all just running around the, this sure. house. It feels like, um, did you ever do Nerf Wars growing up, oh. right? blast yeah we did like we did nerf nerf wars till late in our yeah. lives i mean i had you know nerf normandy just yeah dude Ner slaughter yeah. nerf is the best um and yeah so it kind of has that feeling of like 
adults playing a kid's game, you know, trying to get this thing out. Like an hour goes by. <laughs> We're having fun. Another another half hour goes by. It's not fun anymore. Now everybody wants to go to bed and no one can because we're terrified of this thing. We can't get it, man. Like you would get right up on it. You'd you'd get here's here's what would happen. You'd get the net on it against a wall. You'd catch it. Then you gotta do what you do with the spiders, which is you oh. gotta like slide the notepad or whatever yeah. underneath it. <clears throat> really hard to do that against a wall. Yeah. With like, a bird. With a bird. You crack this thing at all, it's it's gone. Are you at all worried about killing it? I'd be like, I don't want a dead bird in here. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think that's why we're not using a blowtorch. <laughs> Who pitched it? I know one of your brothers was like, let's just, I want to see feathers everywhere. Oh my, he's got like a blow dart. He's, <laughs> we actually had blow darts. No joke. We dabbled. Um, yeah. yeah. Got a vacuum trying to suck it up. <laughs> Dyson <laughs> never loses suction. What's that commercial? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Dyson. It takes the songbird right up and out. <laughs> so easy to clean. No bye filter. bye crow. <laughs> no filter necessary. <clears throat> of course, we're not trying to kill it, Ryan. We're trying to let it set it free, man. Um, creation hashtag creation care. <laughs> and so, yeah. So we've got nets and it's just so ridiculous man like we're like like the paintball masks you know that had like the goggles on them with oh, yeah. the it's looking like darth vader um, fogged up yeah, just, yeah you're like you're not even <laughs> near the bird with it i got it i think i got it you're like that's uh that is a you just captured a cupcake from the kitchen uh, <laughs> you had uber eats deliver some some gatorade about 12 minutes in <laughs> We need backup. Oh, man. <laughs> um, All of this is hopelessly antiquated because there was no Uber, Uber Eats back then. No, there wasn't. I had a flip phone. And um, yeah, man, we uh, slowly but surely caught this thing. And I remember it happening. Um, we kind of, we were able to get it pinned against the wall and we just had to kind of master that move that like spider move where you slide something underneath it. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we slid, if it was like a serving platter <laughs> or what, but we had to catch it. There's a point of our wall where, cause like you would get near it or come at it and this thing would take off and it would yeah. like zip right by your heads. Sure. Which kind of added even like a little more fear. Like it's going to fly back in. I mean, what can it do? It's not going to bite you. It's just going to fly near you. Dude, and, it's going uh, back for your mouth trying to finish the job. I know. I was finish like, what, it didn't, what it started. Seriously, man. I was like. I'm He's like, trying, I'm getting that throat. I'm not trying to French this bird right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never again, man. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've, we've all been there. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Literally, um, we there's this part of our, our house where the, the wall you know, meets the ceiling, like the highest part of the slope of the cathedral. And, and then it like, it comes down and then there's like a bulwark that you like walk under, you know, between the uh, living room and the dining room, right? Yeah. And that's where like the ceiling drops. So we pin it up against there and we slowly work it down. And now we actually have a position. It's not like just a continuous wall that runs all the way to the ground. There's mm. a, like, you know, eight feet up, it drops off because they, or it, it comes, you know, it comes down because that's where the, the ceiling to the dining room starts, which is lower because there's a bedroom above it. All this yeah. to say, um, 
we we have like it, it's just all hands on deck getting this thing in and we finally get it and we get outside and you know we release it and the whole thing takes three hours and it that was our entertainment for the night for the, my first night back from college and totally did not expect that to be the start to the trip. Um, but like looking back, you know, it was like you, I wanted like a taste of home. I wanted like familiarity. And then it was like it, in the beginning I was like bummed, like, Oh man, like I wanted to like hang with my fam. Like I was going to go see a buddy. Like now I got to stay here and Me. like help with this. <laughs> exactly right. No, it's a different buddy. <laughs> hey man, I got to cancel. <laughs> this is all just me backing up the story I gave you. Which was like a bird was in our house. There was actually no bird. <laughs> it's like 12 years That's later. Funny. I'm making good on it. Um, and it ended up being this like, really memorable beautiful thing and mm. uh yeah man it was hilarious so l- literally to this day when i go home if it is the fall or the winter there's, <laughs> there's a fall she uses my mom uses a fall wreath and a and like a winter wreath i gotta like shake that thing from a mm. distance throw you know? a little pine cone at it yeah throw a pine cone at it test it out and um yeah man wow Kind of, kind, kind of a simple ending there, but it was, it was. Uh, I've never had anything like that happen to me before. Oh uh, wow! You, you let it, it free. It just flew off into the night. Flew off into the night. We released it. No harm, no foul. <clears throat> he, whew, man, that's that is. It's a very small story. It's it's also it's epic. It's got humor. It's also got that moment. We all know that moment where you're like, okay, this actually isn't fun anymore. <laughs> like I'm 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 done with the woods. Let's go. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm done camping. Yeah. It's it, the done yeah. camping moment. It's um, when like the gear you're wearing that was like fun to conjure up. I think part of it too was I was just shocked at how much stuff was still in the garage from our childhood. Oh sure. Like at one point, I think like away. at one point I think like Carson like was just skateboarding around the living room. <laughs> he's like, I haven't seen this in ages. Yeah, well, he's like doing kick flips. And I'm like, my snow li- globe collection. We literally have every, I, there's a still to this day. A st- I saw it last month when I was home. There's still to this day, a stereo that my first stereo that I ever had that, that literally I bought it off Sean Schneider across the Sean street. Schneider, Sean Schneider, shout out. No idea where that guy is. Shout out to Sean Schneider. It was spit he, all over the mic. It, he gave it to me. It was his first stereo that had, had wow. tape deck. It was the first one that had a CD player. And this thing, nice. if you if you breathed near this thing, the CD was skipping. Guaranteed. Oh sure. And that is, it stopped working. It do, no longer functions. The speakers are blown. I bought it for I think thirty or forty bucks off Sean in nineteen ninety six, which was a ton of money to me at the time. Sure and. It is literally still on the shelf in the garage. <laughs> I kid you not. All of this gear is still, we have like this old broken Bowflex we used to mess around with. We've got <laughs> just all this crap. And I think that's what was like cool about that part of it is like we were just hanging out in the garage going through old stuff. And then you'd like turn around and your brother's like decked out in another piece of gear that he absolutely does. He has like the foam pool noodle around his arm. <laughs> like, you know, no, this is how they did it in the Gulf war, man. This is how they beat Iraq. Yeah. He looks like a knight's tail. Like he's jousting. <laughs> he's jousting. <laughs> That's just so much gear. You can't even move. <laughs> yeah. You got to have someone hand the joust to you anyway. Yeah. It was funny. W- did you guys work together or was it, was it, 
every man for himself, whoever Def- can get it, good luck. Or was it a team <laughs> where you're flanking, like you're doing Air Force signals? <laughs> go, go, go. No words. Um, yeah. It's like a smoke bomb out of nowhere. Too far. <laughs> frag uh, grenade. You, yeah. fra- <laughs> you take, take out your mom. She's oh an unknown. God, oh my gosh. <laughs> She's a wild card. She's working for the bird. She's on the bird's side. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's uh, yeah, no, I was wondering, was it, was it, um, definitely an every man for himself. Oh, okay. Every, every, every man and woman for him or herself, um, at the beginning. Yeah. And it was total, total chaos running into each other, <laughs> your hand stuck in the other guy's net. You, at one point, one of the nets got ripped. Like it like got caught on a nail or something and just ripped. So that tool, that tool's useless. Like that's that was the we had like two or three nets. They were precious. Like why do we still have tadpole nets in our garage <laughs> from literally age six? We had we had like children's toys just hanging out in the garage. You can't park a car. You can't walk anywhere. It's hard to throw that stuff away though. No, no, no. Burn it all. Sentimental value. It, it does have sentimental value. And, and there was one of those moments where it was like, I never played hockey. I don't know why I had hockey gloves and hockey <laughs> pads, but I did. And um, it was fun to bust them out for the night. Nice. That, <laughs> that's cool. It you No, know, it is hard to... Um, I think moving is kind of like a natural vehicle for purging. You're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I got to get rid of this stuff. But it, if you don't move, if your childhood home is still like where your parents live... Um, it can be hard to do that stuff, but also it is just hard to throw stuff away. I, I, over Christmas purged my, my closet at my parents' house and got rid of so much oh, stuff and it was hard, but you kind of got to get in this, this mood where you're like, I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a mood and I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm in a mood, Dave. I'm, I'm in a real, real bad mood. <laughs> um, but, but then it's also kind of sad and it's bidding farewell to, to these very physical reminders of points in your life like almost like they're um these like portals that take you back um so i i, I get it but there, and even if you're throwing stuff away oh man it, there's nothing like uncovering that old hockey stick or whatever it was yeah, um, yeah. and you're like oh you- my gosh i used to just rip this at the skate park and it's like rollerblades we had like like why that don't don't fit they don't fit uh, shoes old shoes yeah it just kind of kept going. Like once we got yeah. into it, it was like, "Is this, are the, is this the bag of used golf balls that Papa fished out of the lake that one time? <laughs> Why it. do we have these?" I love it. Yeah. Anyway, we 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 all are are micro hoarders at some point. Um, sure. What I hate, I, I don't want to make it about me. I just want to kind of like emphasize. I want to let Please. I want to let you know I'm with you. You know, solidarity here. Um. When I was cleaning out my closet a couple months ago, I found like just a box full of like baseball cards and like papers and and oh, like old gonna, I was gonna tickets. Ask, do you do you still have all the? Because you had a, I remember you had a ton of sports paraphernalia, like balls and cards oh, and all sorts of stuff, right? Ton of stuff, yeah, and yeah. I still got it all. And so I was kind of like organizing it all. But what I found, I mean, I found a lot of cool stuff. But I found this like little stub like a little paste up, like you would get it almost at a movie. And I was like, oh, what movie did I see? And it was not a movie. It was a ticket to the top of the World Trade Centers. Whoa. From, I kid you not, from September 2000. It was a year Whoa. before. Yeah, and I, I 
remember uh, Heather, the, the most mentioned person on this podcast, Heather, myself, <laughs> and her, I think, uncle and his wife, um, they took Heather and I when we were uncle, like Uncle 10. D? Uncle D, man. No, it was a different oh, uncle. Oh, different uncle. Okay. Took uncle Heather and I when we were like 10 to the top of the World Trade Center. So I remember standing up there. And I guess I still have my ticket. Um, I just like oh filed it away somewhere. And I don't want to detract from the story. I guess the point is like, I don't think we should be bummed that we like have old stuff. I think we should probably, you know, rifle through it and, and you know, get rid of or donate what we can. But um, there's there's nothing like discovering that old thing. Because sometimes we need those physical reminders to be transported back to a memory that we have buried so far deep, we might not other, might not otherwise remember it. That's that's a great point. No, no, I don't think that detracts at all. I think it definitely enhances the story. And I think so. I'm definitely like a purger. I've I've moved a lot. Um, every year in college, I moved. Um, uh, year after that, I moved. Um, I did two years in seminary in one place, moved again, moved again, literally just, we bought our first house. My wife and I moved again. So it's, it's, it's never been more than, um, since I was 18, more than two years in a place at a time. So I've just moved constantly moving and and every time just purging a little bit more. And there's not anything in my, uh, my, my room at my mom's house is an Airbnb room now. And the only thing left in the closet are a stack of crash 45 records. Um, a stack, which is a band I was in college, a stack of my first record and, um, a bunch of tops baseball cards. My, uh, brothers and I have, um, we each have 18 years of unopened tops baseball cards, um, in our house. We got one a year from my grandma and we just decided let's not open these. Maybe they'll be worth something someday. Um, and that's it. That's literally it. It's just like one shelf of stuff. Everything else is gone. And, um, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling to go back to my room and it's literally like used as a hotel room. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, it's like a metaphor. No, she makes money. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Part of her income. <laughs> um, well, no. And I think, yeah, I, this I'm for the risk of sounding pretentious or, you know, forced trying to force profoundness, um, profundity. I don't know what the noun for this. Oh, um, is that either right? One. Either one. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can't, if you have a hard time being present, which I think we all do, then the only way to actually be present is to like find that old stuff yeah. and sit down for five minutes in the closet and remember it. Yeah. And you're present in that moment 15 years later. Yeah. Because, because if you can't be present, you have to have some of these relics to bring you back to that moment. Rel- yeah. And it's kind and, of sad. And- it really is kind of sad that like, you just you just move on and you purge and you pull the stub out of your pocket and you throw it away. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Ryan, I because I remember this you this was something you did and I really liked. You kept every ticket stub to every movie underneath your desk. Um, you had like a, a desk protector on your desk yeah. in your room. Is that yeah. is that you? Was that you? Yeah, I I I mean, have I missed some movies and some sporting events? Yeah, I mean, especially now, most so much stuff is digital, but mm-hmm. I have a couple massive folders of every baseball game movie I went to as a kid. Um, and it's pretty cool. And I had time to go through some of it. And I don't think the lesson is like, save everything. I think that relic that you mentioned, whatever, maybe you end up giving it away or throw it away at the end of that session because like, Hey, nothing's going to last forever. And you can't take anything when you leave this life anyway. So 
I think even if it's just for that moment to just sit there and remember it, it's a nice trip. Um, and it's special and, and should be savored almost for like sure. a hard, like a hard candy. Ooh, um, I like that. yeah, everything's going to be ephemeral eventually. Um, so it's, I, when you were talking about moving every two years, I've moved just an obscene amount in my life as well. It's, it, it's almost like you pick up a handful of sand on a beach and then transfer it to your other hand and then transfer it back, yeah, and transfer yeah. it back like 10 times. So by the end of it, you have, you know, a, a 12th of what you started with. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, oh man, it's sad. I lost some, some stuff in the move. Um, on the other hand, it's cool to see what's remaining, right? Those Crash 45 records are important to you. Um, this ticket stuff is important to me. Um, and so I don't think the lesson is like, oh, look at what we lost. It's like, man, look at what we still have. We still got some stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. Man, that's good. And some of it's conscious. I kept it. And other, other stuff is an accidental. Like, oh, man, I can't believe I put this in this corner and it got mm-hmm. dusty and I forgot about it. I don't know. It's special. Um, nothing, there's nothing like exploring the attic, uh, f- figurative or otherwise. <laughs> I don't even want to know what's in our attic. What, one thing I have done, which is, uh, kind of similar to your, if I may, kind of similar to your movie ticket thing, which is really cool. I really like that. Um, and I've always been impressed by your paraphernalia collection. I know that's like a very special thing. You, I know you have some like cool collectible things, but it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, um, uh, diverse. I don't know. Like you have like a lot, I don't, I'm not a big sports guy, but you have like a, you got basketball stuff, you got baseball stuff. Um, a lot of history. Each, yeah. History. You've got, you got some really cool stuff. Um, and I've, I've never had like, I've never like been a collector of things really, but, um, I started, I don't know when I started doing this, but anytime somebody wrote me a note, um, (laughs) whether that be like anything encouraging, I think it's when I started in ministry because I was told like, this is really hard. Um, you know, you're going to be serving people and and no one's going to be grateful and it's going to be really draining. And so anytime somebody said something nice to me or gave me something um, specific, like a thank you note or whatever, I would keep it. Mm. And now in my office at my church, um, I have this binder and it's like this overflowing It's like things flying out of it. And, um, when I left Texas, the ministry that I was running, they they made this binder and every one of them wrote me a note and they put it in like the, the laminate thing, like the, the uh, page protector. Yeah. And so I had like 20, you know, whatever notes. It was like a small young adult ministry, 20, 30 notes. I could flip through in this binder. So that's where I started throwing everything. And now if somebody sends me a text message um, that's encouraging or life-giving, an email, I print it out. I make the the point to actually print it out and I throw it in that binder. And on my like lowest days, I that's when I bust out the binder. Mm, <laughs> and I, like. I have literally 300 notes. And it's it, that just sounds like narcissism like saying it out loud kind of something. I don't narcissism. think so. No, but it's like, oh my gosh, like I hadn't seen that person in 10 years and they took the time to like send me this note and some of them are, are from like school, you know, like the goofy notes you'd pass or whatever. And I don't know, that is like the one yeah. area that I have of like, I've, I, I took all of that from my mom's house and, and held on to it. I like anyway, it. I, yeah, it's kind of interesting that we got onto that topic, but yeah, um, I want to, I want to <laughs> conclude. I, 
I don't want to get stuck in the kind of the ossified, like, oh, what did you learn? I mean, I think we've covered some stuff and you can answer that to whatever extent you would like. But I also kind of, I think more, more interesting to me right now is what do you, what do you feel like when you think of this emotion? Or I'm sorry, what, what, what do you feel when you think of this story? Um, gut check. Yeah. Um, I think we, well, so I, I preached on this yesterday. I used, and I used this story and, and the text was where, where Jesus actually goes back home. Um, and it doesn't go well. His hometown ends up driving him to a cliff actually at the end of the story. It's a really interesting story. And, um, it, yeah, I guess like I, I used it in the point of like home is, um, the feeling of going home can change and you go in expecting one thing mm. and it, you end up having a bird fly in your mouth, you know, and it, but within that change, within this like experience of something new, which like my family and I never had, we never had to chase down a bird in our house. There was still, it was a new, it was something new, but it was like still a memory that I cherished and, and felt weirdly familiar. Like we'd done it before. (laughs) Um, and it brought us into the garage. Right. And we, we had to like armor up. And I guess if, the the feeling that I had was like the simultaneous feeling of like you drive in and it feels off. It feels different. The light, the roads have changed. I mean, you and I know this, our hometown has developed so much. Like there's new roads yeah. that, that I don't understand how to drive on, but it also still has that same smell and the yeah. same trees and you know, all that stuff. So I don't know if that answers your question. I think it does. I mean, it's, it's, uh, probably quite derivative to say things change quickly, but it does ring true to me, at least that, the you know, the home and the people and the, 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 the world that feels very strange today is the one that you'll be missing tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this isn't my home. Everything's changed. My friend group has changed. Everything yeah. feels off, but rest mm-hmm. assured soon enough, you'll be missing what you're, what you have today. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it has to be a sad thing. I think it, it can just be, if, if we could remember that every once in a while, it's kind of an occasion to kind of revel in, in the novelty of things and to also look around and see what has remained constant. Cause, um, and a lot of times it's, it's the people. So, mm. um, well said that was, a, that was a, a nice touching story. I like that. That reminded me of nice batteries. Um, kind <laughs> of a, a small family story, funny yeah. at times, heartfelt, um, a small memory in a lot of ways, but also kind of epic in its own ways. So, for sure, um, I enjoyed that one. Um, Thanks, man. Was not bored to death. And any concluding notes we have? Uh, actually, I want to ask you something. Uh, let's let's we'll end here in, in 120 seconds. Um, but Colin, any interesting stories that you heard outside of the podcast, book, movie, music? Any recommendation if I wanted Ooh. to go hunt down a story? Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are in need, um, of a story, I'm, I'm probably going to post this on our Instagram, but I, I just finished a book and Ryan, I sent this book to you for your birthday in December. Um, it, the book is like brothers by Mark Duplass and Jay Duplass, the Duplass brothers. And it's not a fiction. It's not like a straightforward, you know, story. It's just, um, these two filmmakers who have kind of paved their own way for independent filmmaking, very funny guys, um, have a recurring role on the Mindy project. Um, funny dudes, uh, talking about how they work together, how they collaborate together and kind of sharing their story as brothers, which they have this like crazy, crazy, crazy intimate, um, uh, brotherhood. Like they slept in the same bed for a long time. And, and that sounds weird, but like, 
yeah, they just they are literally like symbiotic. I mean, it's it's um, mm. yeah, and it was a it was a and it's kind of the journey of like how they're learning how to work independently from one another in the film mm. industry. And basically, if you're married, if you have a partner, if you work um, with with somebody um, that, you know closely a brother or sister, whatever, this is like any sort of partnership in your life. Um, this is a great book and they go into really practical advice about compromise and stuff. And then they also like tell their story. It's really beautiful. So like brothers, that's what I, that's what I just finished. I like it a lot. Uh, you got that for me for my birthday. I've got about 30 pages left. Um, oh, nice. Back you up entirely. So, uh, thanks again for listening. Bard to deathers, my, my baby bards out there. Um, we'll catch you uh, next week be on the lookout for uh, anything else that pops up in your feed throughout the week and uh, here comes that outro music We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, bardtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at bardtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Abshapair, and this has been Bard to Death. There's war and there's nature. What's it for, legislator, when my thoughts are so obscene? There's peace in your headlights, the mother's got seven.